This is a crowd podcast. I've been speaking to people from this hidden world, this weird and wacky wikiverse, for about six months now. It's been eye-opening, confusing, and spine-tingling. I've met oddballs. And I found the phrase comprised of. Leaders. Collaborative. That's who I am. Lovers. Being with Lori was like kind of like being seen for the first time. Loners. I started practicing Zen as a way to keep breathing. People I come away from with a bit of a crush. Whereabouts from here are you from? And others I felt a little conflicted about. I, I, I won't get into, uh, into details. Strike that. The people who edit Wikipedia are volunteers, but in the real world, they've got jobs, partners, kids, hobbies, and the thing that really melts my marbles. Together, they make up a ginormous anthill. An anthill of workers, writing, 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 to bring knowledge to us, to the world. But there's one thing that still confuses me. Wikipedia is not just a website, right? It's a community. But so far, I've only met them as individuals. Jason, Stephen, Rosie, Anne. Where's this community? Well, there is somewhere I can go where all these ants come together, and I want you to come with me. I'm Katie Puckrick, and this is .com, the Wikipedia story, episode five, Wikimania. One thing I find really interesting about communities is how they develop their own slang, a lingo. Like, I was on Reddit the other day and had no ideas about what some of the comments meant. You've got an orange red? You're a brony? Redicate? Well, the last one I can make a stab at. Redicate, etiquette, yep, I get it. But orange red and brony? Oh, I had to look them up. A brony turns out to be a guy who loves My Little Pony, which is the kind of guy I want to meet. And an orange red is an unread message. No explanation. I don't get it. If there's one thing I've learned over the last five episodes, it's that Wikipedia is exactly the same. With my supervisor, I started going to what we refer to, although we've kind of moved away from that wording now, editathons. What does that mean? It's just an editing workshop. <laughs> it's a really difficult word to say. Editathon. The wiki people come from all over the world and speak over 320 languages, but they're united by this lingo, these reference points. Editathons, wiki gnomes, stubs. It reminds them they're part of something bigger. I remember something that Rosie Stevenson Goodnight told me. You know Rosie, the woman who founded the wiki project Women in Red. I really like being around wiki people. There's something about us that we understand about each other. I don't have that kind of relationship with anyone else on the planet, but if you're a Wikipedian, I have a special bond with you. So they're a team. They get each other, right? I guess. But there are two people I'm thinking of who don't seem to fit that mold. I'm thinking about Robin and Brian, the brothers, the monk and the grammar gnome. Quite the pair. I love chatting with both of them, and they also really moved me, both really funny and smart and in love with Wikipedia. But the weird thing is, they don't really strike me as the team player types. The only team they seem to be in is with each other. 
And that's what's funny about them. They insist they're different. I just, it's hard to know even where to stop with talking about the differences between Robin and me that, and going back to, to childhood. But I don't think they are. For one thing, they both love grammar. Are these books floating in the ocean around New Guinea? What are books around New Guinea? They're logical. You could say obsessive. It's just that where Brian chose computers, Robin chose books. But they're both observers. They watch the world. And what they see gets them both down in weirdly similar ways. I think I developed a sense of world weariness when I was 20. But they also love to laugh, and no one else really gets them. My poor sister is the normal one. And they said, well, it was hilarious, but we've never seen you laugh before. (laughs) And I said, that's impossible. I spend most of my time laughing. (laughs) There's another weird parallel between them. After I've been talking to Brian for about an hour and a half, he starts to open up. I have not been legally married, uh, but I don't think that matters. I lived with a partner, a same-sex partner, for uh, for 10 years. And and that was a very intimate relationship, but it, uh, it broke up only because he had things to do in another city. And I didn't want to go with him. I learned early on not to try to have a logical argument with him because his brain just doesn't work that way. And he was, uh, he was always a firm opponent of my work on Wikipedia because I do it for free. And he, he just doesn't see the point. He said, why would you do something? Somebody's not paying you to do it. Why are you, you know, nobody benefits but all these people you've never met. One case I remember was we, were, we would go out for a walk every day for exercise. And he mentioned one day that we couldn't go for a walk because he'd just eaten and he would get, uh, he would get appendicitis walk too soon. This is a very, very old wives' tale. Uh, and I explained to him, I immediately explained that to him. Oh, by the way, that's not true. There's absolutely no medical evidence. He wouldn't accept that. And he said, it's not about medical evidence. He didn't say that, but that was his reaction. It has nothing to do with evidence. It has to do with the fact that I know this is true. <laughs> so I learned, uh, okay, we'll just, we'll just walk later then. <laughs> and I, to this day, he probably believes that uh, walking or exercising too soon after you eat causes appendicitis. And, and I'm just, I'm okay with that. And when I speak with Robin... He's had exactly the same. My wife, who was a lovely woman, uh, was not from the same familial background of, um, of obsessive intellectuals. And she did find me rather difficult to grok. My wife had never encountered people that, as she says, talk backward. It took me a while to understand what she meant. But... We went to the Highland Games in Maxwell, Ontario, one of the big Highland Games in North America, and it was a, it was just an absolutely frying hot day, and there were two teenage boys, kilted two, uh, teenage boys, in line ahead of us as we were trying to get uh, up to the entryway and, and buy our, our passage in, and it was one of those lines where everyone is miserable because the sun was just hot as melted lead, not a stroke of shade anywhere. And everyone's just being silent because you're afraid if you say anything, everyone's going to be upset. And finally, one of these teenage boys right ahead of us in their kilts turned to the other one and said, I hope we get some sun today. And, and my wife turned to me and said, oh my God, there's a whole nation of you people. Until I married Natalie, I, I really wasn't aware of how intrinsic that is to the culture that I was raised in. Uh, Americans have a really gnarly relationship with irony, and it often has gotten me into trouble. And as a Scot, I find I I just, it's difficult for me to say anything. 
that isn't ironic. I mean, we say I love you in my family essentially by attacking one another. I learned fairly early on in my adult life that Americans don't understand that. So even their partners didn't get them. After his wife left, Robin spent a hundred days on the side of a mountain doing Zen meditation. I basically spent my time in meditation. It wasn't always seated meditation. Uh, sometimes I did walking meditation or standing meditation. And toward the end of Ongo, basically everything I did was meditation. You can't get more disconnected from the rest of the world than that. And the only connection Robin has with the outside world, he tells me, is through his computer screen. But I'll tell you this, I missed the internet and Wikipedia in particular terribly out there. And if you look at, at my Ongo log, the, the journal that I kept when I was out there, on the, uh, on the margins, there are lists of topics to look up on Wikipedia when I get back to the Red Dust world. There's probably a hundred. Just as I'm writing in the log about what I've had for breakfast or what's going on, I'll think, oh, that's, that's, that's an interesting topic. I, I need to know more about that. So out on the margins, it says WP and a keyword. <laughs> and I looked up all those keywords when I, <laughs> when I got back. <laughs> There's one particular thing he tells me that really sticks. The profoundest fact of my life from birth has been solitude. And I became a monk by way of just embracing that. After, after the wife moved out, I just said to myself, you know, Rob, you're a solitary guy. <laughs> and rather than fight that, you know, I spent all my life trying to find somebody to marry and have a family. And I really wanted that, but it didn't happen. And I just kind of sat alone in that room one day and said to myself, well, alone is what you do. And maybe the solution for you is just to do it better. And that's what my monk practice is. My, my monastic practice is me doing alone better. So these guys are part of the Wikiverse for sure. And it's such a big part of who they are. But when their computers are turned off, that connection disappears just like that. And they seem united in that, bonded in their distance from the rest of the world. Is this normal? Are Brian and Robin actually emblematic of the Wikipedia community? connected through Wikipedia when the power's on, but secretly existing in their own solo vacuum. Once a year, Wikipedians turn off their computers, come out from behind their screens, and meet in the real world. They fly, train, bus from all over the globe to attend the annual Wiki conference, Wikimania. And that's where we're going right now. This is Wikimania. It lasts for three days, and it's the conference for all things to do with the Wikimedia movement. So that's Wikipedia plus all its sister projects like Wikimedia Commons, Wikisource, Wikiuniversity. I'm standing in the main hall with a stage at the front, but there are tons of other little side rooms and corridors where everyone's stopping to chat. There are about 800, 900 of them, and they all have one thing in common. They love Wikipedia. Here's Sandister, the Wikimedian of the Year for 2020 to 2021. It's like a big, exciting festival where 
you meet new people, people you've been interacting with on the wiki. Now you get to meet them in person. It's big and it's bananas. There are talks, workshops, meetings, events, prizes, edit-a-thons, where everyone edits together, which I just find lovely. There's a panel discussion about how to tackle misinformation during COVID, and another one about closing Wikipedia's gender gap. That's why Rosie's here. There's food, dancing, music. One guy's just boogied past me wearing a t-shirt that says, Weapons of Maths Destruction. Love it. Wikimania happens somewhere different every year. The first ever one in 2005 was in Frankfurt, Germany. And every year since then, hundreds of Wikipedians have descended on Taipei in Taiwan, Haifa in Israel, except last year, which was online. I huh, can't think why. That's been Hong Kong, that's been London, Cape Town in South Africa, Egypt, Sweden, that's been Mexico. I'm jealous. Yes, in 2016, Wikimania was held in Esnolario, Italy. I think I'm pronouncing that town right, Esnolario. Now, Esnolario, Italy, is way up above Lake Como in northern Italy. And to get to it, you fly into Milan, and then you take a bus that seemed to take two or three hours going up a very old, windy road until you get to this town called Esinolario. So that was really something. Rosie starts talking about Jimmy Wales, you know, the co-founder, captain of the ship, because he's also here at Wikimania. Now, this guy's loved in the community. He's got a lot of respect. And Rosie's telling me about the first time she met him. It's amazing. You know, maybe somebody would think of it as kind of like a, a rock star, because in our movement, he is that. But he's so not that. You know, he doesn't put on airs. He's just himself. I had actually met Jimmy in 2015. <laughs> this is going to sound funny. We'd been alone in an elevator. And I remember looking at him and recognizing him, who he was. Um, he wouldn't have known who I was, or at least I don't think he did. And I remember saying, hi. And he said, hi, I'm something like, hi, I'm Jimmy. And I said, yeah, I know who you are. I'm, and instead of saying I'm Rosie or I'm Rosie Stevenson, I said, I'm Rosie Stepp. You know, and later I kind of, I laughed at myself like, what were you thinking? But obviously it was in the moment. And uh, that's how I thought to introduce myself to this guy. Ha, that's funny. Rosie Step is Rosie's wiki username. Hold on, the music's just stopped. There's a hush, some clapping. A man's just stepped up onto the stage. He's got shortish black hair, a nest of ringlets, and he's opening his mouth to speak. Click, pause, don't go anywhere. We'll find out who he is after this short break. This is the story of Whitney Houston, of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. That feeling. That feeling. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. This is Dot Com. Welcome back. 
So, we're at Wikimania, the annual conference for wiki people, and this guy's just got up on stage. He is about to start speaking. I always introduce myself as Wikipedian, comma, believer in the power of doing good in the world. And then my initials after my name and my academic affiliations and my conflict of interest disclosures and all of that jazz. But yes, I call myself a Wikipedian. This is Amin Azam. You haven't met him before. He's a psychiatrist by training, but at heart a passionate educator. He's come all the way from San Francisco, where he works for various universities in the health science departments. And he's here to tell us about this one thing that he does. This is the largest thing I'm doing in my career. I am helping seed a movement where if every health professional school on the planet had their students contribute to Wikipedia, can you imagine how rapidly Wikipedia would become the world's most reliable health information source? If I look at the Wikipedia page called List of Wikipedia People, Amin's name is right at the top. Why? Because for the last eight years, he's been running the world's first ever university course that is entirely devoted to Wikipedia. Or at least, the first one at this big of a scale. His students get credits towards their degree by learning how to edit Wikipedia. There's a brilliant arc in the four weeks where they realize, whoa, whoa, this is not just about me. This is about the people who read health content on Wikipedia. And when they see just the huge impact they can make, they go from being, um, I don't want to call them selfish, but they go from thinking about their own needs to thinking really about the needs of the people they're writing for. And they get really excited and it broadens their identity as physicians. And that's for me as an educator, what, what could you want? What could be better? Right? We want to make a difference in our students' lives. And here I actually feel like I am. And they tell me I am. And, and, and this course is. The vaccination page is a perfect example of a huge impact of one medical student. So one of my students decided that he wanted to work on the vaccination page because uh, in the United States, there's a whole vaccine hesitancy community that are poorly informed about the potential risks of vaccines. So he radically rewrote the entire page in the month that he was working on it. And it was viewed like 32,000 times. Give me one medical student that can see 32,000 patients in one month. It's impossible. Now, of course, those are not 32,000 unique visitors to the page, but it speaks to the sheer scale and capacity of health outreach information on Wikipedia. He's insanely passionate about it. And together, Amin and his students have had a huge impact. In the U.S. and Canada, there have been 1,551 students that have added 1.34 million words and 16,700 references to 965 Wikipedia pages. They've added 153 images. They've created 11 pages. And those pages have been viewed 66.5 million times since students improved them. My wife tells me, you know, you've got to find this right balance between arrogance and humility. I started this whole thing. I started this whole thing. And that is so arrogant. And yet, can you believe it? 66.5 million views of health professional students' contributions to Wikipedia. I mean, like, I can't do anything bigger than that in my life. But if I die tomorrow, I will have done something good in the world, right? And this is that. This is that. Amin calls himself an evangelist for Wikipedia. What's the message he's got on his sandwich board when he's walking around clanging his bell? Well, he's got two. One for his healthcare colleagues. My colleagues, we have a chance to radically transform health professions education on the planet. Join us. 
we await you. Join us. Join the Wikipedia movement. You will make a much bigger difference in your students' lives if you embrace Wikipedia editing as a teaching and learning strategy in health professions education. Ah, way too long, I know, I know. But, you know, speakers at a podium are allowed to, to wax on poetic for a long time. And one for the rest of us. If you're worried about the spread of misinformation in the social media era, the antidote is Wikipedia. Be a part of making the world a more well-informed place with accurate information by being a Wikipedia. I've just noticed someone in the crowd nodding along to Amin's words. I recognize her, and so will you. It's Dr. Jess Wade, the physicist with the job I don't understand. I study new materials for electronic and spintronic devices, so particularly I'm interested in carbon-based semiconductors. She's a familiar face at Wikimania. People know her, partly because she's so electric. Her passion is infectious, but mainly because she's so impressive. You remember, she writes an article every single day about a woman from history. Anyway, she's here at Wikimania to do a talk called Science and Storytelling, Why Who We Talk About Matters. And she stopped by because she couldn't agree more with Amin. I think the most difficult part for me personally about being a Wikipedian is that Science and academia don't necessarily take it as importantly as it is. They don't realize the significance of it as much as they should do. But I remember, you know, about half a year into the project, I was on holiday and I was obviously continuing to write my Wikipedia pages from from the balcony of a villa in Corfu. And I went on Wikipedia and, and some someone, a physicist, had written that I was diluting the Wikipedia experience by putting all these pages up and that I was somehow harming the Wikipedia community by putting all of these pages up about women scientists. How do you deal with that? I have to speak to my other editing friends or speak to my other science friends and just, you know, vent about how frustrated or annoying it makes me before trying to process and deal with it and then just get back up and start again. Because the worst thing would be if these kind of editors or these kind of opinions stuck. The reason that I'm fighting is to change things, not to get pushed down as someone as soon as someone who disagrees with me makes a negative comment. So I, I get knocked down, but I, I get up again. <laughs> ha, dig that Chumbawamba reference. What a sass monster. There's someone else here I know. He's sitting in a corner surrounded by a chattering crowd. He looks a little awkward about it, and he's trying to get back to his laptop, but people keep talking to him. It's Stephen Pruitt, the world's number one Wikipedian. The singer, lover of art. Great, he's been on my mind since we last spoke in episode one. He really made an impression on me. His nerdy wonderfulness, his passion for interesting women from history. The choice of celibacy was one because they said we don't want people to feel obligated to be a member from birth. Right, right. Now, were the Shakers the one that made furniture? Yes. I wonder what it's like to be the world's number one Wikipedian. Is the attention annoying? Does he have time to do anything else? I ask him to give me a snapshot of a day in the life of Stephen Pruitt. I miss the opportunity to read. It's one of the few things I miss about my uh, metro commute in town. So I try to carve out time once or twice a week to go and, and read for an hour. 
And I try to do that away from the house because if I'm at the house, there's too many distractions. What sort of distractions? Wikipedia, mostly. Yeah, but anything, anything on the computer, you know, there's... Uh, Articles to read. There's stories to read on the computer. So basically, you're you cannot resist the allure of Wikipedia. If you're in the same room with a computer, you just get sucked into it. How I would phrase it is, I think about another task that I need do to do, for instance, or I'll simply sit down and say, "Well, let me look something up." Twenty minutes later, I'm down the rabbit hole, and part of that rabbit hole is I've caught three or four typos or a bad reference or something, and I have to fix all of those as I go through too. So. Um, I'm, I'm incapable of simply looking at an article without finding at least something that needs tinkering with. Huh. That explains the constant clicking and tapping he's doing while we speak. I'll leave him to it. Looking around at all these people, I notice they've got small white rectangles stuck to their tops. I peer back at Stephen and read what it says on his. Stephen Pruitt. And then just below that, Sarah Amantio de Nicolau. His username. It's an opera reference. The thing Rosie said is coming back to me about introducing herself to Jimmy Wales as Rosie Step, her wiki username. You know, later I kind of, I laughed at myself like, what were you thinking? Now this is really interesting. It makes me wonder how much these guys identify with their usernames more than their actual real names. And the thing about Wikimania, this place I'm at right now, it's where these two identities converge, often for the first time ever. I've spoken about this with someone before. Remember Risker, Anne, from Canada, the one with that horrifying harassment story. My mom did not understand what was going on. Uh, she genuinely believed that she had had a conversation with my old boyfriend. Now, Anne's not here, but she has been to Wikimania before, and she told me when we spoke, she kept getting stopped by people, peering at her name badge and saying, Oh, you're Risker. And Rosie gets this, too. Well, it might be one of those, oh, my gosh, there you are. I've been looking for you. I wanted to see you. We haven't talked in a year. Or it might be, hey, my name is so-and-so. And I'll be like, oh, you're so-and-so. We worked on such-and-such. Such. I'm so happy to meet you. Rosie and Anne. Rosie Step and Risker. Such big names online. And people want to meet them in the flesh connect the dots between the name and the face. And sometimes, like Anne, the two don't match up at all. I don't think that people expect to see a somewhat older than middle-aged lady looking like somebody's mom. But sometimes, like Rosie, the username makes sense. Rosie Step. That's just her name. And there are other people I'm thinking about where their username matches the face behind it. Uh, my Wikipedia screen name is Giraffe Data, like the animal in Giraffe Data. My Wikipedia screen name is Lauda. Those are two pretty standout usernames, Giraffe Data and Lauda. Giraffe Data makes me think of numbers, pixels, precision. Brian. I was a borderline OCD kid. I was the guy who was in you know, obsessions and the compulsions. And Lauda? Which is a Chinese word that technically means old man. Philosophical. Yearning for wisdom. Well, kind of self-consciously self-referential, but that sums up Robin pretty well. It's an interesting thing with usernames. How much do you want to disclose about yourself online? Tell others who you are. Of course, things like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, they're all about who you are. This is me. Who are you? 
But Wikipedia, well, that's different. It's not about you. It's about them, the people you're trying to help to reach with this piece of information. Jess wants everyone to know Kim Cobb. Made all these discoveries, won all these big awards, managed to do that all while having four kids. Brian wants us to stop saying comprised of. I do sometimes get confused by language which is used incorrectly. Amin wants every single person in the world to know what's going on with their bodies. Access to high-quality health information should be a human right. And remember Jay? I've never been to Myanmar. He wants the English-speaking world to be more clued into Myanmar, its people, the military coup, how the Rohingya Muslim minority is being treated. Although the news cycle moves on, um, what's happening in Myanmar doesn't. Everyone has their own individual mission on Wikipedia. Some are known for it. Many, like Jay, aren't. And they all act behind the veil of their username. Usernames are the gateway to your online self. They're the first thing other editors know about you when you're working on an article together. And often, it'll stay that way, forever. Lots of people like the veil to stay down. Like I said, it's not about them, it's about the mission. I reckon in a sea of online communities, social networks, and people shouting about themselves, the wiki people are entirely unique for that. There's one last guy I've just noticed. Like Stephen, he's sitting in the corner, tapping away at his laptop, but he's not talking to anyone, and nobody seems to be paying much notice to him. My name is Guy Fraser. I'm 40, and I live in Bath in England. And what do you do, Guy? What's your job? I work with uh, people with autism. So this is Guy, and it's his first ever Wikimania. He's not been a Wikipedian for long. He starts off a little nervous. Okay, so I thought, uh, I thought, uh, this, sorry, this, sorry. But the more we chat, he starts to relax. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty soon he's saying beautiful things like, I like finding out about people. I think finding out about people is the essence of life, really. And all we are is a collection of interactions with other people that end up uh, uh, defining us. So otherwise you're just on your own shouting into a void, aren't you? Guy loves sport. Loves it. It's his thing. He's obsessed with the Olympics. And over lockdown, he suddenly found himself with a lot of spare time. So one day, he flicked on the television and put on the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. I was just looking down the list of who was uh, being um, selected to sort of try and understand who was going to be there. And uh, I just noticed that Quite a few of them on the British team didn't have pages yet. So I just started making a couple. And then I I got pinged by the COVID. I was deemed a a close contact. And then I had literally nothing to do for days on end. So Guy did something pretty amazing. He set himself the daunting task of making a Wikipedia article for every single Olympian who was in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. That's only 11,656 people. Bearing in mind Jess Wade's written about 2,000 and she writes one every day. Sounds exhausting. He did 450 just over the summer. It's not about how many for me. It's about uh, getting the information out there that these athletes deserve the recognition. Like As a Wikipedian 
you're just a conduit of information. You're taking information that's in different places and just putting it in in one place for everyone else. Um, it's not really about us. We're we're just part of the process. I mean, some of the stories about the the things people have come through from the guy who got impaled by a javelin. That, I mean, there's a German uh, long jumper. She didn't compete for two and a half years because her leg got trapped in a a weights machine and that hyperextended her leg there to rebuild her knee. And then there's people like uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, uh, daughter who grew up on a farm in New Jersey and now has a silver medal in, in show uh, jumping. And what about Wikipedia itself? What do you think about the role it plays in the world? I think the Wikipedia role in the world is really important. Um, like The best thing about Wikipedia is everyone has access to it. And the worst part about Wikipedia is that anyone has access to it. So as long as it's being patrolled, I think it's a remarkable force for good. Um, putting all the information in, in, in the world for everyone to access, it has the potential to uh, be an absolute game changer for humanity. I, I know that sounds a bit uh, trite or whatever, but it, um, I do honestly believe it. This is kind of a huge task you've set for yourself, Guy, and it's pretty gosh darn cool <laughs> and I'm impressed. <laughs> What about your family? Do they think you're totally nuts? My girlfriend's relatively, I mean, she's very supportive, but I don't think she'll ever really understand. Because there is a a heat wave on and I started 450 Wikipedia. But it's nice to have a hobby that you can do whilst also uh, drinking ice water. What a dude. That thing he just said about his girlfriend, well, that got me thinking. I've heard the exact same thing before. I don't think my family members have ever contributed to Wikipedia. I don't think my husband has ever edited Wikipedia. They just think like, oh, I guess he's pretty nerdy now. I feel like trying to get him involved with a lost cause. They're just not interested. At one point, he, he jokingly said that this was a much healthier midlife crisis than buying a red sports car. We don't really discuss too much about what I do. Definitely not as much as we're doing right now, I guess. Their family, friends, partners, they don't get it. Don't care. Or worse, think that they're weird for doing it. I mean, I guess that's just any hobby. Because my nearest and dearest are a little mystified by my dogged fascination with the vanished rivers of London. They're all sewers now. Isn't that interesting? No? Okay. But this website, that's not just a website, is such a huge part of who these people are and what they do with their time. So I feel like if you don't see or understand this side of them, do you really know them? So maybe the two brothers, Brian and Robin, together but alone, are the norm. Maybe everyone in the Wikiverse is part of the community this thriving anthill, and together they're building what has to be one of the world's greatest, most important projects. But outside of the hill, the mound, the ecosystem, the rest of us who so benefit from their work, we don't even know who they are. Robin's not here at Wikimania. In fact, I don't think he or his younger brother have ever been to one. So we're gonna leave the world's nerdiest and wackiest conference behind for now and hear from Robin one last time this huge phenomenon of Wikipedia that is boiling with thousands and probably now millions of people that are building this thing and and maintaining it and shaping it and we're all working alone. 
It would be interesting to do a study and find out how many times Wikipedia is ever edited by more than one person. How many times even two people are sitting together doing this article together because I'll bet you it's very, very, very rare. So we are together alone, which is also the definition of a monastery. Next time on .com. It's the final episode, and we're looking to the future. How can Wikipedia survive? What lies in store for the internet? As the original founders go, which they will, why they were founded as they were disappears and they get taken over by a commercial organization. What you do online in China and it leading to potentially ramifications to you in the real world is a real thing. It's not theoretical. And Larry Sanger is back and he's not given up yet. You don't know the Wikipedia community the way that I know the Wikipedia community. Let's just put it that way. .com is a Crowd Network original and is presented by me, Katie Puckrick. It's written and produced by Anna Stauffenberg and is edited by James Bradshaw. The music we use is from our partners BMG Production Music. If you're still wondering about that athlete who got impaled by a javelin, well, that's the American sprinter Elijah Godwin. He was doing a backwards sprint during practice one day when he ran into a javelin that was poking out of the ground. Ow, it just missed his heart and he suffered a collapsed lung. But kind of unbelievably, the guy storms ahead to win bronze at the Tokyo Olympics two years later. That is astonishing. If you want another crowd podcast to listen to, I've got the perfect one for you. It's called Death of a Rockstar, and it is incredible storytelling. These are the stars we lost too soon, the ones who rocked our stages and shook our stereos. It's John Lennon, Amy Winehouse, Marvin Gaye, Elvis. Search for Death of a Rockstar in your podcast app and subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed to .com yet, why the heck not? Do it. Now, see you next week. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. at me whistling in a jaunty fashion. I wish I could whistle as well. Hello, my friend Tom and I... Hi guys, I'm Tom. Yeah, he's Tom. ...have this amazing history podcast. It's called We Didn't Start the Fire, and it's the only podcast started by Billy Joel. And Katie, without being boastful, it really is the most original, fascinating, and random way to learn the story of the 20th century. I think that's being boastful. We go from Maryland to the Mafia, from the Beatles to bombs. Yeah, it's politics, rock and roll, sport, television, the space race, and we're joined by some pretty incredible guests. I only wrote stuff that I wanted to hear. If it turned out to be a hit, it was pure dumb luck. With me, Katie Puckridge. And me, Tom Fornice. This is We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by me, Billy Joel. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire and subscribe now.